0: Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you
1: need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. I love the summer. My daughter and I spend almost every day going to this fantastic pond. And of course, we slather ourselves with sunscreen first, but we are going to get some sun. And even though I put hair conditioner on my hair and I put a bathing cap on, which by the way, is a great trick because you barely get any water and your hair that way you wet it first, put the conditioner on, put the cap on. Uh, my daughter swims without the cap. There's still damage from just being in the sun and in the water and being out and about. So today we're going to be talking with my favorite dermatologist and board certified medical, cosmetic, and surgical dermatologist, I should say, uh, Dr. Esty Williams. We're going to be talking about recovering our summer skin and so much more. Dr. Williams, welcome.
0: Good morning. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Lisa.
1: It's so great to have you on the program. So, do you like my uh, swim cap idea? I think it's pretty good, especially if you're swimming in chlorine in the lake or the pond. I probably would have been fine, but I just started swimming uh, in a pool that is in, indoors and chlorinated. So, I definitely you know slather my hair with that conditioner. <laughs> slather seems I, I think to be the that's key word Fantastic. Today. <laughs> It's so nice to get out of the pool and only your skin smells from chlorine. Maybe we can talk about that too. Uh, Maybe another show since we're going into the fall and winter, not as many people are swimming, Uh, but it is nice to not at least be damaging my hair. Okay. So let's talk about this. When you're in the sun all summer, we're having a great time. Sometimes you forget your sunscreen. Sometimes even if you don't, you're still going to get a little bit of sun damage. So what are some signs that we need to look for now that summer's over? Great
0: question. So, you know, the sun has some obvious and some less obvious effects on the skin. So, very obviously, we all know that the sun causes skin cancer over time. And so, on a microscopic level, we can't see this, but the sun causes DNA damage. So, there's literal breaks and uh, different things that are happening in our DNA that um, we can't see. But when that builds up over time, that damage um, produces precancers and skin cancers. So that's something that's, that's talked about a lot, and you know, that's the main uh, purpose of sunscreen, right, to protect us from, sun, from skin cancer, um, even though we can't see it. And then there's some less obvious effects, but which are quite visible. And so the sun causes brown spots to come out, uh, freckles, we know, uh, sunspots, new moles. Um, and actually other forms of discoloration that are not just brown, but also red. So you can see more broken capillaries on the face. You can see redness on the chest um, and other things.
1: Well, you know, I remember uh, many years ago, I was 20 and I went, I was in Israel and I was with my family. And we went to this beautiful beach and it was absolutely lovely. And I was like, oh, I want to just get a little bit of sun. And I remember my cousins who are much older than I, I think they were in their 60s then. Uh, They're like my grandfather's cousins. They were like, get out, get out of the sun. get You're going to be sorry when you're older. Put on some sunscreen. Get out of the sun. And I was just, you know, it's funny because I was health conscious. But somehow at that point, I just was like, I just want some sun. And I got too much. And even though it was only one time that always stuck with me, because I look down at my chest now and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? (laughs) It's just not (laughs) as smooth and lovely as I'd like it to be. And, uh, you know, I got the crow's feet going on, but actually to be honest, those don't really bother me. But I am concerned, right, that we did do a lot of damage, especially if you were raised like in the 60s, 70s and 80s. I mean, I remember uh, in the early 80s, laying out with, you know, well, I didn't do it, but my friend did it with baby oil. I mean, and, and the other day my husband brought up that band du Soleil commercial. He's like, "I don't know why that's playing in my head. band du Soleil." He's like, "Was that actually just like oil to make you tan?" And I said, "Yes. <laughs> that's why they don't play that anymore. Do you remember that commercial?"
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're bringing up a really good point. You know, we take for granted yeah. the fact that you know, at least in my field as dermatologists, that we all know that the sun is damaging. But uh, the truth is that studies show that many people still continue to, to go out in the sun unprotected, to not use sunscreen properly, um, to use tanning booths, um, and to use, oh. like you said, these oils that actually accelerate a tan and actually increase the amount of radiation that you're being exposed to. So not only um, are we not protecting ourselves, but Probably putting ourselves at increased risk. So, although we've come a long way, and I think um, t- to much credit, you know, from the American Academy of Dermatology, Skin Cancer Foundation, and dermatologists, um, we we have come a long way. But there's still a long ways to go. And you know, the other thing is sunscreen. Sunscreen can do just so much. Um, even the strongest sunscreens are only protective for up to 80 minutes and those are the ones that are water-resistant for 80 minutes. Uh, so if you think about it, you no, know, even if you put on the proper amount, which is a full shot glass for the body, um, of a water-resistant 80-minute sunscreen, you still need to reapply it every 80 minutes. Uh, and and we, we know, everyone knows, myself included, that that's easier said than done.
1: It is easier said than done trying to get my daughter out of the pond when she's having such a great time, but I'll get her out. But then she doesn't wait the 10 to 15 minutes that you have to. I mean, at least before we go swimming, I'll give her the 15 minutes where I'll put it on and I'll say, okay, get your other stuff ready, get everything ready. And then by the time we leave, it'll have been 15, we get there, it'll have been 15, 20 minutes, but it's tough, isn't it? To get them out of the water and they're wet and to dry them off. And yeah, it it is harder, (laughs) easier said than done, but we need to do it.
0: Exactly, and that's you know that's where you know, you see kids, especially little kids, on the beach in rash guards. Those are very popular now, and uh, mm-hmm. actual physical clothing, um, which which have like the SPF, they have a UPF, um, are really important because it is hard to continuously apply sunscreen, uh, to remember to put the right amount, to use water-resistant products when you're sweating or in the water. Uh, so actual hats sleeves, scarves are really important.
1: It is so nice when you have that. You know, we were talking about, you know, sun damage and can we reverse that? I mean, in terms of like, let's say my chest, which definitely got too much sun over the years. And I and if people look at my Instagram or or my Twitter, I I wear things that show a little cleavage. It's just it's just me. It's just the way I. I, Seriously, like I went to. uh, I did notice that was, but I'm just kidding. It's just no. Well, yeah. I've actually gotten people being like, why do you always show your cleavage? It's because (laughs) I just, I think a woman's body is beautiful and I think we should embrace ourselves, our size, our shape. Anyway, it's a whole other conversation. But yes, so I show cleavage, (laughs) but sometimes I'm like, I don't want to show it because right above it, it looks a little, I'm not going to say leathery. I'm not there yet and I will never be there because I'm so good with sunscreen. But is there a laser? Like, what can we do?
0: So we actually have a word for this. This is called poikiloderma and what poikiloderma Mm -hmm. is is the changes that happen to the skin, especially on the chest, from sun damage over time. And there's three features. The first is thinning of the skin, and that causes that kind of crepey look. Um, Some people describe it as leathery, uh, but there's actually like a crepey quality. It's not as smooth and it looks wrinkly. You can see more blood vessels, so the skin looks pink. And then discoloration, a little bit of brown, a little bit of white. Overall, mm-hmm. uh, the chest just doesn't look as even. And again, that's called poikiloderma That is from the sun. Uh, there are things we can do to, to make that look better, but you can't reverse the, the DNA damage that's happened from the sun. Uh, but from a cosmetic point of view, there's excellent lasers that can target color. So they can target brown. They could target red. Uh, And then there's lasers that can resurface, so they will make the texture smoother. Um, And typically, lasers that target color are something called IPL. We call it a photofacial. There's also a new laser called XLV, which targets brown and red. But for the actual texture, which is that like wrinkly skin, um, you want a resurfacing laser. So these lasers aren't looking for color. They're literally uh, retexturizing the skin, and the most common one is called Fraxel. Uh, these treatments work yeah, really, really that. well. Um, they can make your chest look go from a, you know the leathery look with brown and pink and all sorts of colors uh, to really nice and smooth. But again, they're not going to reverse the, the DNA damage that happens from the sun, so we still want to be careful. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, of course. But it's exciting to know that there's something that can be done. Now, is this painful? And I've asked other people, and they say no, and then some people are like, yeah, they just tell you no, but it actually really flippin' hurts. So tell me the truth, because I'm a big baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so treatments like Fraxel, which are the resurfacing lasers, uh, I, I'll always recommend patients to apply a numbing cream for an hour and a half before. Oh, okay. And so that, that gives you a sense that it is a little bit uncomfortable but with the numbing cream, most people, they do just fine. I, I mean, I've, I've never oh, had to good. abort a treatment because someone was uh, in pain. Um, so I, w- I would say it's a minimal amount of pain, but um, there is a little bit of pain. Uh, the IPL and XLV, and again, those treatments are for the brown and red spots. Those feel like a rubber band snap. And I, I, mm. overall, they're very comfortable. Uh, oh, really? You know, every- okay. everyone's different. Uh, <laughs> I had a patient who <laughs> delivered, I think, 10 or 11 children with no epidural, um, which to <gasps> me is beyond. Um, oh, my and, goodness. and she was saying that she felt the IPL, and it was, you know, all, almost as bad as that. But that's a real anomaly. Uh, most people, they're just fine. It's, it's literally like getting a facial. Uh, I, I wouldn't now, even say it twice.
1: It, if, I was going to interrupt. Is there a need for multiple treatments? Like, let's say you're doing my declotage area. Would you go back once, twice, three times to get the desired effect? Does it happen the first time? Tell us about that.
0: Okay, that's a good question. So with every procedure, we can adjust the strength. So uh, with Mm -hmm. a stronger treatment, there's potentially more downtime, but a stronger result. So uh, I always ask patients, do you want to go strong and then potentially only need to do this once or twice? Or do you want to keep this very light and gentle um, with no downtime and then do it as a series? So it really does depend. Uh, For something like Fraxel, for resurfacing, it's typically a one-time treatment. So patients will schedule their yearly Fraxel in the fall right after the summer. For um, IPL or XLV to target the brown and the red, usually you need to do it about two to three times.
1: All right. Now you just said they come a year, once a year. So is this something that it doesn't last or they just get more damage? Uh,
0: You know, every, every summer we're we're getting more sun exposure and uh, more brown spots come out. Uh, And usually they're new ones. So you just, you know, you just have to repeat it once a year.
1: Oh Okay. Now, what about, uh, uh, not a laser peel, what is it called? Um, chemical peel. Is that something people do f- other than on their face, like other parts of their body for sun damage? Or is that not what they use it for?
0: So you're bringing up a very good point. Uh, so chemical peels use acids to exfoliate the skin. And so if you go strongly enough, you can remove brown spots with a chemical peel. Um, you know, there will be downtime. It sounds like a very light, light treatment, but there are some chemical peels that are stronger than lasers. Um, and, and yes, they can be used on the face, the chest, uh, the hands um, to lighten brown spots. I usually explain to patients that a peel won't completely remove a brown spot usually, but they can lighten them. So that's another option for uh for somebody who wants to, to, to sort of go low and go slow. Uh, but again, if someone comes in and, and says, I want all these brown spots removed from my chest, I want you to do it in one session, it, it, a chemical peel realistically can't do that. Uh, whereas uh, a strong laser prob- more likely can.
1: You know, it's, it's funny. I have, a, well, it's not that funny, but I <laughs> have one of those brown <laughs> spots on my hand And on the back of my hand, because I obviously forgot to put my sunscreen there growing up, and my husband calls it. He's like, oh, you've got that liver spot. And I'm like, don't call it that. But isn't that what they used to call them? Now they call it age spots or just brown spots. Is it all the same thing?
0: Yeah, it has actually nothing to do with the liver. Uh, Yeah, why do they call uh, it that? (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, (laughs) I think um, I'm actually not quite sure what the answer is. But they're not. Uh, they have nothing to do with the liver. It's sort of um, that term's fallen out of favor. Uh, rarely, I'll hear hear it from an older patient, but the um, most people call them sunspots or age spots.
1: Yes, and I want to he, likes to po- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he likes to tease me.
0: What? He likes to tease me. So he likes to <laughs> in <see> a loving <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> he's using a, a the original term. Uh, you know, yes. any brown spot that comes out. Uh, especially that's new, uh, we should be checked. So before we embark on any of these cosmetic treatments, I always uh, check that the patient's up to date on their yearly skin cancer screening because we know that there are types of skin cancer that can look like freckles. So it's uh, that is true. very It's very important not to self-diagnose. Uh, if you look at your hand and you see a brown spot, you know, not to say, well, Uh, This is probably a stunt spot I can go to a spa and have them burn it off. Uh, You know, the spots need to be evaluated first, and only a board-certified dermatologist should be doing that.
1: Yes, I did have mine looked at. I'm so glad you said that. You know, before we jump into this, because I want to talk about what happens when you get your uh, your check, get your moles checked, get your spots checked. I wanted to mention that uh, we have a new sponsor that's fantastic. I don't know if you folks are familiar with That's It. They came up with this incredible fruit bar where it's literally like, that's it. It's just fruit. Well, now they have a veggie bar, which I flippin' love. This is This is great. So This has to do with summer. So, uh I get back from this wonderful family camp I went to with my uh, my family. My daughter's on the autism spectrum, and it was a camp for kids with autism spectrum, ADHD, and some other stuff. And it was the best time we've ever had. And we were tired and hungry, and there was this huge box of that's it bars. And I open them up, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this looks so good!" And this was a black bean and pea bar. And I thought, "That's so interesting." And I thought, "Is this going to be like the fruit bar where it's soft and chewy?" And that's like, "How do you do that with beans?" I don't even get it. I open it up. I take. I look at it. I'm like, oh my God, it looks like Rice Krispies kind of like the black beans have like the look and the texture and I bit into it. And yes, it doesn't taste like a Rice Krispie treat. It tastes really flipping good though, but it has that nice mouthfeel. And it's so good that I gave one to my daughter. At first, she's like, what is this? And then she totally loved it. My husband totally loves it. He has it after a run, before a run, before we exercise. It's got great. It's full of protein. Uh, they've got all kinds of great stuff. It's under hundred calories. They have big flavor. They're a good source of fiber, non-GMO, no preservatives, gluten-free, no fat. You can use them time of day. And I have to say, it's such a nice mouthfeel. So I'm very excited about That's It. I really hope people will check them out. Go and follow them on social media. You can go to hashtag That's It, hashtag Real Veggies. You can follow us online at that excuse me, That's It Fruit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And be sure to go to that'sitfruit.com if you enter the Talk Healthy code. So enter Talk Healthy to save 10% off any order today. All right, that's it. Literally. That's it. I like that. All right. All right. Back (laughs) to you, doctors. They are super good. I mean, that crunch and they have all kinds. I mean, they have beans and corn, beans and carrot, beans and kale, beans and peas. They're really, really good. So I really hope people will check them out. Such a great way to get that serving of veggies uh, into you and your kid. All right, Dr. Estee, in the last like seven minutes or so, let's talk about this. We go to our doctor. What are we going to expect when we're getting this mole check?
0: Okay, so the fall is a perfect time to get your yearly skin cancer screening. Um, this is a full head-to-toe check of the entire skin surface looking for signs of sun damage, cancer, and precancer. cancer um, What to expect. So uh, your dermatologist will typically give you a gown um, and ask you to undress from head-to-toe. Very important, if you're wearing nail polish, make sure that it's off because we need to look at your nails or any head coverings, because uh, the scalp is also a a really important place to look. Um, And then typically using a small magnifier called a dermatoscope, which is a special tool to look at moles and growth, uh, the doctor will look over your skin literally from head to toe. Um, So from the top of your scalp to right between your toes, um, and just to make sure that all the spots are okay. Um, The head-to-toe check is is very safe, it's painless, it's non-invasive, and it really does save lives. It's the only method we know to detect skin cancer early. Um, And I just want to mention one other thing here, which is that uh, when we say skin cancer, there's three types of skin cancer. The, The real serious one is called melanoma. And melanoma comes not only from sun, but from your family history and your genetics. So if you have a family history of melanoma, you must get checked yearly. The other two are called basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma. And the head-to-toe check looks for those two. So we're lo- really looking at everything. But melanoma is the one that, uh, when caught early, is, is uh, you know, n- nearly curable. But when caught late, um, unfortunately, can you know, be very, very devastating and lethal. So the yearly skin cancer check is um, is extremely important. For people who can't access a dermatologist, the American Acad- Academy of Dermatology, which is aad.org, they have some free skin cancer screenings throughout the year and you could search by your state. So you go to their website and you, you can find a, a free screening in, in case for some reason you don't have a dermatologist or you, you can't get to one. Um, and those free... Screenings are called Spot Me. It's a Spot Me screening. So there's really no excuse not to get your skin checked, everybody.
1: Yes. Oh, it's so good that they have that. You know, when I was uh, getting my master's in public health and I was focusing on um, health media, we did a public service announcement on skin cancer prevention and awareness. And it was so bizarre because I ended up having a squamous cell carcinoma on my back. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have known. And I wasn't dating anyone at the time, and I wasn't walking around without a shirt. <laughs> you know I'm like, but I, I got out of the shower. I'm like, wait a second, what's going on? And I saw that, and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like a squamous cell carcinoma. And I only knew that because I had been studying it for this PSA we were doing and the different oh, types. Wow. I did get it removed. And with that, and we'll have to talk more because we're almost out of time, but if you leave that, it's not as dangerous as melanoma, but what if I had just left it? Then it can hurt you, right? Like you got to get them taken off.
0: Yes. So the basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma skin cancers, if you were to leave them alone, most of the time uh, they grow locally, so they get bigger. Um, now, if they're on the face and they're growing big, that can, you know, that can affect your vision. It can, you know, grow into the nose. So it's it's not a simple matter. Obviously, on the back, it's a different situation. But there is a small risk of them metastasizing. It, it's it's a tight, it's a very very small risk, but it's it's possible. Um, so we recommend that basal cell cancers and squamous cell cancers be removed with a small surgery. Melanoma, on the other hand, uh, has the potential to invade the skin deep and then invade blood vessels and travel. We call that metastasis. And so melanoma is, of the three, the one that we're obviously most concerned about picking up early and uh, removing as early as possible because it really is uh, life-saving. And uh, typically it's removed with a small surgery, the the same that you probably had, Lisa, um, in the office. Yes. And, yeah. and, and we do that all the time. Uh, once well, it's advanced williams, and has spread it's, that's a completely different story
1: oh it is i actually know someone who passed away from melanoma so and i'm sure other people do as well so we need to get checked dr williams you are so fantastic and if you ever want to use me as a before and after i'll come to new york and you can just <laughs> laser the heck out of this i'll just suck it up and not be a big baby in the meantime tell us all the ways we can find you on social media
0: you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dr. Estee Williams, D-R-E-S-T-E-E Williams. Um, and my office website is M like Mary, A, D like David, F-E-S,
1: com. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us here. You can follow us at Talk Healthy Today on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk Healthy, the number two day, and also on Snapchat. And be sure to check out itfruit.com. Enter code Healthy to save 10% off any order today. I'm telling you, they are delicious. I want to thank everyone for listening and stay well.